This COVID lockdown has led to a trend towards renovations. Why? Well, I think because people have saved a lot of money over the past year. They haven't been able to spend it on travel. And, you know, the cost of selling a home and buying a new one with commissions, the double land transfer tax that we have in Toronto, the moving costs, legal fees can be upwards of $100,000. So why not just put that into a renovation? And people are working from home, so they're renovating their houses to accommodate that home workspace. Contractors are busier than ever. It's hard to book them. And when you do, it can take months before they actually start. What about you? Have you ever thought of renovating? Well, if you have, you won't want to miss this episode. I'm Desmond Brown, and welcome to Sold in the Six. Today, we're going to talk to someone who's gone through many renovations, starting way back when she bought her first house in the late 1980s. This is a very, very special guest. It's my wife, Alice Abbott. Alice, hey. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> you left your toast on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are not in the same room right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Allie, tell us about that first house you bought and what you did to it. Right. Well, it was um, it was a house in Riverdale. It was in the 80s. I'd looked at a lot of very pretty bungalows, but I just couldn't get my head around living on the same floor. And when I was shown this beautiful semi in Riverdale, I just loved the space. But of course, for the price, it was very tired. Um, you know, there was deodorant, those deodorant stick-ons everywhere. I should have known there was, you know, it smelled of cat piss. Um, it was, it had been um, tenanted for many years and it was just, you know, it was tired. It, it, it was a little rough around the edges, but I could really see that it was a, a beautiful space and a space that I could make my home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now this is before I came on the scene and a funny coincidence here is that I was in real estate back at the time that you bought. And one of my colleagues, Ken came up to me and he says, Des, I'm looking for a starter home for one of my clients. She's a young lawyer and we need something around, you know, the Riverdale area. And, you know, if it needs work, that's fine. I said, I know the house. This is a perfect one for you. You know, it's broken into two units. People have been there a long, long time. It's not great. But if she's willing to do a little bit of work on it, it would probably suit her needs. And like I said, this was before I even met you. So what a coincidence that was. So right. Ken took you to that house and you moved in and then it didn't quite meet all of your needs, but you made it work for you by doing some renovations for it. Right. Well, I was, I was just thrilled um, with the house. Um, again, uh, we had, I had a tenant on the main floor. I kept the tenant um, and that's basically how you afford houses. Um, and so I lived on one floor, the upper floor, and there was four rooms in a row. There was a kitchen, a very small bedroom that looked like a sauna. It was, there was wood, wood on all surfaces. And then there was a bedroom and then a living room. And um, my mother, who's uh, seen a few houses in her in her time, said, you know, if you take out that tiny little room in the middle, you can make your kitchen bigger and your bedroom bigger. So basically took out the two walls of that tiny little room and put a wall down the middle. And it really was, it was just, it opened my eyes. You know, it brought uh, an extra window into the kitchen and made the kitchen very generous. You could have a little uh, table in there. Oh, it was really nice and bright. Yeah, exactly. And then on the other side, the bedroom gained space and had a nice um, closet all along one wall. And, um, you know, it was 
the first time I'd had such generous proportions. And it was, I thought it was just, it was brilliant by taking out two walls and putting one down the middle, you know, just completely transformed the place. And I was, I was, I was so happy there. Okay. So you didn't do this yourself. I know your brothers helped you do some of the bathroom work and so on, but you did hire contractors. Right. So that's what I would call kind of a, you know, over my now many years of doing renovations of, t- of all types, kind of a handyman level uh, renovation, right? It's one that could be handled by a competent handyman uh, who has access to, to some trades, but you don't actually need somebody who, um, you know, has a renovation company or, or does renos, you know, or a builder. I mean, this is the kind of the lower level, easy, uh, easier, easier tasks. Mm-hmm. And how did it go? How did it go with those guys? I'd say it went, to be honest, I don't remember. I was probably, you know, it was, it was a long time ago. I was probably a little more uh, joyful in my outlook of what the world would, would hold, but I don't remember there really being any, <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any problems. Like I remember it going very well. I mean, of course it, what the, the, reoccurring theme of renovations is people go AWOL unexplainably for long periods of time. You know, they, they kind of come in and they tear things out and then all of a sudden they're gone for a while. And, um, you know, there's always the plumber's girlfriend left him or, you know, somebody went on vacation or, you know, <laughs> my truck needed, my van needed to be, there's always some, so that was like the beginning of, of the, uh, you know, the AWOL events and, and the many excuses that follow. But other than that, I don't, remember there really being any issues with that renovation at all. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody goes through that. Like, are they going to show up today? <laughs> they said they were going to come today and then they don't show up. You watch the clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then I came along, I met you through Ken and then, um, you know, we got married and then I moved yes. in with you uh, into that little right. one bedroom unit that you had on the second floor of this house. Mm-hmm. And we had our mm-hmm. first child, Otis. And uh, we didn't even have a room for him. We had a bassinet and we had him in the hallway. But that was all part of, you know, the sacrifice that both you and I made at the time to be in the housing market. Yeah. And like, to be absolutely honest, I didn't really see it as a sacrifice. I felt very lucky to be, have a house, to be happily married, to have a beautiful child. And I felt like, even although, yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody around me was talking about, you know, your new mom's group or your, your prep preparation for having your baby group we're all talking about decorating the nursery I didn't have a nursery to decorate I had a little nook in the hallway where we'd remove some cupboards <laughs> so there was a little yeah. there was a little bit of space in the hallway where we put the bassinet you're absolutely right but I I never thought of it as a a sacrifice um I'd say the only thing that did get a bit wearying over the years uh was always going never actually you know, always having a tenant on the first floor. So we had a tenant on the first floor of that house and in our subsequent house and just always having to go through the doors and then up steep stairs to get to your own unit. And when you have, you know, a baby and a stroller and where do you park the stroller, that did get to be a bit of a, yeah, it did. that did get wearying, but I never perceived it to be a, a sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, great attitude you have. So we moved to a larger house in South Riverdale and this one was a three-story, but again, we kept the main floor tenant, and we lived on the uh, second and third floor. Every house we've lived in, we've done some renovations. So in this one, I know you didn't really like this house when we first, you know, Victor Avenue. You really didn't like it, but we made it work. You remember yeah. we, we had to change the floors, and uh, we 
we, we did some, you know, accents to the fireplace and a couple of other uh, minor things. Yeah, um, you're right. I didn't like the space at all. It looked like it was, again, very tired. And it looked like they kind of got halfway through doing work on it because I remember there was like indoor outdoor carpeting on the inside. It was, again, very, very tired. Um, but I guess that's what makes it affordable, right? Um, when, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't present very well. And I think that was, that was really, I remember that being a really, uh, positive renovation. Again, this was, um, what I would call a handyman renovation, right? Just a very skilled handyman. And I think that's great. Yeah. First we're connected with a really good handyman. Um, and, and of course they, unfortunately handyman come and go because they get on with their lives too. Um, but this was a very good handyman. We did keep for several years and he had, unlike many, he had good ideas. And, you know, when you're not, that's not people like us, well, it's not actually what you do for a living. You don't necessarily know, um, where you get uh, beautiful milled, uh, quarter sawn fur to make a really awesome mantle, or you don't really know like what the options are for slate, right. That it comes in peacock or it comes in. So it's great. Um, I, I like that handyman. I do remember he was able to provide a lot of creative solutions. And, and again, I, I just have very fond memories of, um, of all the changes we made to that house, although they were largely cosmetic. I mean, you know, they were, but it was, a, it was a lot of cosmetic because it was really rough. One thing I do remember from that house though, was we needed to put on a new roof. Uh, and I went with a guy, Oh gosh! Who, I, I decided to, I think he must've done some other work for us too. Um, but I remember I saw his signs around the neighborhood and it said, John so-and-so, a man of his word. And I thought, oh, a man of his word, that's really good. You know, and this will be a recurring theme is like <laughs> picking up on the wrong things to make you trust somebody. I just love that, a man of his word. So I called him and, and he seemed like a nice young guy. Anyway, so we had the whole roof replaced. I remember the whole thing was off and he had a whole plan of how it was going to work. And I think we went to visit my dad or mom for the weekend and we were away and I remember I got a call from our next door neighbors in the middle of the night saying uh okay there's a lot of wind and rain here in Toronto and I'm like yeah and they said and your tarp is flying and flapping in the wind like it's just everywhere <laughs> and so it turned out like basically yes okay it was a big rainstorm okay yeah it was probably on but it was raining in our house you know and um, yep, it was raining it in our house. It was raining in our house. Like we had damage everywhere. It all the new floor that we'd put down was all buckled, and I mean, the worst thing for me was that I realized how close the rain had come to some very, very precious photos that we had of your family, Des, and um, you know, the photos we have of your past are, are very few, and they're extremely precious, and they were on proud display, and basically they were right in the lot. I don't know how that raining in the house had missed that, those photos. And that really, um, you know, that, that led me to be a lot more careful and thoughtful going forward about how, how we treat our pictures. But we did recover from that, you know, um, it was covered by insurance. And, um, you know, it was just one of many, I mean, nothing ever goes, even the ones that go well, don't go well. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I'm glad you had fond memories of uh, those last two renovations anyway so then we moved over to the beaches and it was <laughs> oh they fairly, got ugly uh, later <laughs> yeah yeah they said yeah wait hang on don't don't leave <laughs> um and we we actually um we we moved to a newer house that was a brand new house actually but new house yeah 
we, you know, the space, the one thing about you, Alan, is that, you know, the space has to be right for you. You know, you're a very, you're a very organized person and the space has to be right for you. So, you know, where, where, when it comes to me, it's just like, okay, great. As long as I'm not in the house when the rain is coming down on top of me, I'm okay with that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. the renovations really didn't mean a big thing to me, but space is very, very important for you. So we had this newer house, actually brand new house, as I mentioned, over in the beaches area. And then we decided to um, get it renovated and we did it through Love It or List It. Remember our, our, our few moments of fame there through Love It or List It? We did a few things before that, but the major renovation was Love It or List It. And it was the best renovation we ever had. Yeah, it, yeah, it was okay. It was so. So if I can just go back to the few renovations we had before that was, we bought this beautiful house in the beach, brand new. I, I don't think we've ever been so extended in our life. Um, you know, we had by then we had two little kids. Oh, that's right. I was pregnant when we when we bought. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, you know, we early in our careers we'd had a lot of. They were just really grinding it right in our careers and. Um, I don't think we've ever had so little mm -hmm. money um, and been so extended. Um, and I'm sure everybody goes through this, but it was really, you know, it was a time where every penny counted. Um, but you're right. I, I just always feel that, I mean, what I learned through the previous renovations was I love to shape and mold my space. And I, you know, where our, our parents and grandparents basically lived in the same house and just changed the wallpaper and the, and the shag carpet every once in a while. Um, you know, I think that my generation, mm -hmm, yeah. Um, feels like we can mold our space to suit ourselves, right? So that's what I kind of learned through the previous renovations is that there, you know, basically the sky's the limit, right? Um, so we moved into the nice, beautiful new house on the beach yeah. that we couldn't afford. Um, uh, and I had that good handyman from the previous um, house. And so he made some really great tweaks. And again, this is a handyman who was able to make suggestions. Like I could describe what I didn't like and he would make suggestions, which is actually a, a, a skill that you don't see all the time. And for a relatively low cost relative to where I see the world, like my world of renovations, um, you know, he was made, able to make some tweaks with using dead space, you know, without actually pulling everything down, but using dead space, yeah. installing different types of shelving, different kinds of just accommodating certain things. Um, he was able to really improve the space. Um, yeah, and our, our island. Well, not our island, but our peninsula in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really fantastic. And things I wouldn't know, and that's the other, I mean, back to the idea that you don't know what's possible. Like when I was a lawyer, you're a journalist, we don't actually know, hey, you can get these really neat sliding doors <laughs> and fit them in a four-inch deep space, right? You know, we just don't know these things. So it's great to have somebody. Yeah, he was very good. So... But as time went on, we had more kids. Yeah, um, you know, I could see we were growing out of what the space we had. Um, and I wanted to do a red renovation. And I had met a designer at, at pizza lunch, actually, at the local elementary school where I volunteered because I was basically con constantly on maternity leave at that point. And she was also coming off maternity leave. And she was a I were at pizza lunch serving pizza to the kids. I said, what do you do? And she said, she's a designer. I said, great, I think I need a designer. Um, so I described what I was trying to do uh, with our house. And she said, you know, um, you sound like you'd be perfect for it. She, I don't remember if she actually said she could help or not, but she made the suggestion, you sound like you'd be perfect for love it or list it. 
um, do you know anything about it? And I'm like, no, I don't even, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I'd be living in a, under a rock because I was having kids and you know, all the things you do. Well, we had no, we didn't have cable and we didn't, we, didn't, yeah. Yeah, we weren't watching a lot of television. Exactly. Well, who had time, like right with the laundry and the careers and the kids. So anyways, soccer. Um, so yeah, so she said, love it or list it. And she said there, so I looked it up and I, I contacted the the company and they, they said they're always looking for a good story and like frankly I, I thought we have a really good story while desmond and alice return home for a look at the powder room free main floor i have to say it looks great yeah it does so i've just rejigged the design slightly and i want to walk you through it because hopefully you'll be pleased with it we're going to have your countertop start somewhere around here that encompasses sink and dishwasher we continue all the way along here and i've got an island running perpendicular this way and then we still have room for your table here great. what do you think I think it's great. Good. What do you think? Yeah, it's okay. Really? I'm sure the main floor is going to function, but the rest of the house won't. Maybe the improved functionality. I thought we had a great story because, Des, you, you, you come from incredibly modest and even tragic beginnings. And I just felt like in a lot of ways our life had been so, like we just had been so lucky to find each other. And you had you know, you're just a person who has such incredible resilience and positive attitude and you're so giving. And so I, I thought the story was great. Um, and, and so did love it or list it. Um, and so they came, you know, they offered, we became their family, a family to do. And yeah, it, it was, I would say the most successful renovation in some ways. I mean, it's the most it really is an artificial, um, you know, it's one that you can't really replicate in re in real life um, because Love It or List It is, um, I mean, they're a production company, not a renovation company. So they've got a schedule. Yeah. And that's what they told us, right? They said, we will be on time we, because we're a television production company and we have to make it to air. Yeah. And so you get your dates ahead of time, like when you're going to film and, and, they know they don't tell you but of course but they know what stages they're going to be at i think there's a lot of flexibility as they go they develop the story as they go but they do have a sense of what they're going to do and you have to move out and this was of course the only renovation we also moved out of a house for mm -hmm. um uh and they so so yeah I, I would say i mean the thing is too they have their own traits and so if that plumber's girlfriend leaves him and he's unable to come to work for three weeks true story <laughs> Yeah, that's not their. We'll get like, into that one. Yeah, that's not their problem, right? They have it's you know they that's not their that well that's not our problem. Number one, I realized how wonderful the plumber's girlfriend leaving him not being our problem was, um, but you know they they have they have they they manage their trades like a business, right? They have them, um, they're employed by them directly. I think so. They it uh, yeah. The, the, they were. I think the trade management is the biggest thing. Like the trades are told you need to hit these marks, and they do. And I think that's yeah. that. That was the big difference there. Yeah, but the big thing about Love It or List It for you was that you had to let go. Like you like to control things, and you were saying, "Oh my God! Like, what if they what if they put in a kitchen, you know, that we don't like, you know? Or what if the the flooring is something that's going to just like be an eyesore for me?" And I said, "Allie, please just trust it. Trust the process and trust the professionals. You know, Hillary is a you know renowned designer." She will make sure that whatever we get in our home is going to be attractive. It's going to be modern and it's going to, you know, live through the, the test of time. And you actually did let go. It was one of the first times you actually let go. 
<laughs> well, to be absolutely honest, I was getting a little tired of my own taste. Um, <laughs> because again, you know, I, I'm a lawyer, not a designer. So while I, I, I know what I like, like, I look at something and I think, oh, that's nice or that's not nice. I don't know why I like one thing and not another. And I realized I was basically unable to decode that, right? Um, so I was getting tired of my own taste. I mean, you know, the paint colors I pick, the the color of metals that I had, the finishings that I pick. I was just getting a little weary, and I I really wanted to. Yeah, I was. I think for that reason, I was willing to let a professional designer do it without me actually participating. And I did ask Lovater List it, like, how do I know it's going to be good? And they said, well, if you watch our shows, I think you'll know. And I'm like, okay, I'll have to get cable to do that. So uh, I did watch <laughs> quite a few of their shows. And back then, binging shows was very difficult. <laughs> you really had to plan your watching. Unless you're really rich, you're going to need a mortgage. And if you need that mortgage, I recommend Jason Georgopoulos of Dominion Lending. Jason does my mortgages and he can get you the best rate. So for more information about getting a mortgage or to get that mortgage, get in touch with Jason Georgopoulos of Dominion Lending. He can be reached at jasong at dominionlending.ca. Okay, so that went really well. I remember, like, we were so pleased with that renovation, and and when they gave us where well, we had the reveal, you were authentically just blown away. Like, it was an amazing job that they had done for us there, and it turned out really great. So I was really really happy about that one. And then we decided to list it anyway because we needed the extra space, and we moved two doors over, and we moved to a home that was owned by an older couple. And it was dated, but it was a detached, so we had more space. And the first thing we decided to do was to renovate the uh, the bathrooms. Right? Yeah, the bathrooms was, was the first thing. Did we time. not do the kitchen? I think we did the kitchen first. Didn't we do that yeah. kitchen first? We may and have, but the, the bathroom? bathrooms are is a great story. So the we had some problems with this. Um, so, well, well, yeah, we moved to the home of an older couple. You know, we bought the home of an, uh, another couple who were actually our neighbors two doors down, right, that we'd lived beside for how many years. So we knew them very well. And, I mean, it was an older person's taste. It was beautiful for them, very particular taste. I mean, their their background and so on. But I think the other thing for me was it was always, to me, their house. Like, um, I don't want to use their names, but, you know, I just always thought it was their house. So I wanted to make it my own house. So I was extraordinarily eager to get in there and start making changes. And I do think it was. Yeah, and this is 2012 when we bought the house. It was 2012 because I remember the Olympics in London. Right. I didn't even remember that. Like time's a blur for me. But um, I do remember even that kitchen renovation. So I actually used that designer that I met at Pizza Lunch many years previously and said, OK, new house, new new project. And she came on, she did the, she was going to project manage. Um, and this is another theme that I think is important is having somebody help you manage the trades. But she was going to project manage. She did some preliminary drawings and then she got another opportunity that she really couldn't pass up. And um, I, I, you know, I, what was I going to say? No, project manage my kitchen because you said you would. No, I mean, she's trying to build her career too. So happily, thank you very much. She passed me on to, ah, the wife of the cabinet installer um, who 
had a social work degree from another country. Honestly, I don't know why I didn't see this one coming. I really don't. <laughs> that and, was, and she designed, helped design the kitchen. Yeah, that was an unmitigated disaster. Basically, we had to fire them in the middle of the kitchen install. Again, a wall for days at a time um, ended up going going yeah, back was, to the we, home we fired them and they were grabbing the cabinets the they were up. grabbing pieces of the cabinets and, and, and leaving the house with them <laughs> i had to lock the door and not let them back yeah. in again and if anybody oh. anybody who knows know, knows you knows you're very gentle and like the thought of you locking you know gr getting into any kind of physical altercation is is I, I i think that i mean it just goes to show you how bad the situation was we were just not on the same page at all um, so, so we knew it had to end it, but I think we ended at a point where we thought they were fairly paid up to that point and, you know, we could kind of, it would be better to move on with an unknown, um, and try to finish it up ourselves. And, but, um, you know, it, the loss of the designer who was going to project manage and then, you know, just the, the kitchen installer going, we, it, that was getting that, that was a disaster. And so I think it was. But it did get finished, and in the end, I think I was relatively happy with it. Yeah, it did. I mean, the thing is, all these things do end up getting finished. It's just the heartache and the years off your life that you will never get back. Is you know, that's the immeasurable cost of these things. <laughs> so I think when we went into yeah, so yeah, Sorry. so if you're thinking of renovating, yeah, be 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 patient, be yeah. patient, right? That's what we're saying for our our listeners out there. You know, things are going to happen along the way, but you really have to be patient through the whole process. Okay, go again. Allie. Sort of as you go. You learn, right? You learn the things you won't do again. You look for the signs that you will look out for next time, right? You think, and I do think, you know, you do learn. So, so I went into the next, you do, but there's always something new. Okay. So the next one we did was the th three bathrooms and a laundry room. And um, I thought, okay, uh, I, I, okay, I've learned a lot. I, I, through all the renovations, I've had good ones. I've had bad ones. I've had handyman ones. Okay. So this one um, was the one that um, I would say we approached in the most professional manner, um, phoned references, interviewed several, uh, used actual renovators, right? So renovation companies. So I'd say this is our, other than Lovender List, that this was our first grown-up renovation, right? Where you had basically a proper contractor mm -hmm. who had his own trades. Um, I had a contract, uh, had a contract. Um, those things so we went into it it was the most yeah. professional one it was the most grown-up one it was unmitigatedly yeah, the most absolutely. disastrous renovation that was the one that basically yeah i mean yeah that was that was really a really tough one <laughs> after all of that exactly over five months yeah it took us it was over five months uh for them to do those and remember <laughs> you like you were, we were talking about this last night you know, we have a the, the plumber that they hire, and he pulls up in a Mercedes. So we figure, oh, this guy must be a good plumber. He was the worst plumber we ever had. And we had to have people come back later to remediate all of the terrible work that this guy had done. Yeah, I mean, the, absolutely. I mean, the plumber was full of personality. He pulled up in, like you said, a Mercedes. He brought his father with him, who was also a plumber, master plumber, and apparently was a three-generation plumbing business. I'm thinking, we're golden. Um, he was a terrible plumber. Uh, and the other thing was, I mean, he, he went on vacation, took his daughter skiing to the Rockies in the middle of it, which is fine. People have to go on vacation, but I'm thinking this guy is making some serious bank. He must be awesome. Yeah. He was a terrible plumber. We had three leaks. 
he struggled to install toilets. We had Toto toilets. I mean, they just blew his mind, right? Uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't understand them. He couldn't understand them. I mean, he said it was like trying to put, yeah, I, I, th- I think he referred to the shuttle launch, right? Like, I don't think it's, the, anyway. Um, we had we had nice taps, but nothing super fancy, right? We had uh, some, some of our taps were from Italy, but some were from Quebec, um, some good names, you know. He just struggled and struggled and struggled. I remember he had to punch a hole in our closet to try to get at the plumbing from the other side that he'd installed wrong. Like we had drips in, like forget about the leaks inside the walls that dripped into our uh, dining room three times. It sounded like Niagara Falls. Um, every Floods. single thing, every single thing that he installed, actually each, each each sink link, like leaked every single sink. I had a pan underneath. I mean, he was terrible. I remember when I, I had the guy from the plumbing store where I had purchased the plumbing you know, after probably, I, I would say easily a dozen visits by the plumber. Um, and I went back to the plumbing store and I said, you know, just, I really just need your help here. I remember him come saying the plumber from the, the guy from the plumbing store, actually looking at the job that had been done in our, this is in our master bathroom. I actually remember him saying, oh, there's a piece missing from this assembly, this tap assembly. I remember him looking in the cupboard and finding a missing piece. like. I, some widget or something putting it into the installation like i mean it it was just and and putting it together and saying oh well he missed a piece right the piece was sitting right there yeah he he was he was really bad i mean yes he drove a mercedes i don't know i i I just can't explain it it was it was it was the worst renovation like that was that was terrible and it it, it was and then the, the the two contractors the partners broke up in the middle of it and then at the end of it, we're going to like fast forward to the end of this because we still have another renovation to talk about as well. <laughs> um, at, do you remember we got the bill? And um, I think the the final bill was for uh, $5,000. And then you wrote him back an email saying, well, actually, based on all of the things that we have to do, and you outlined everything, and um, our total came up to about $5,000 as well for having people come in and fix all of the problems. And you said, let's just call it a wash. And we never heard back from him him. again. But we had other people come in and clean up their mess. Right. Like with that three bathroom and a laundry room renovation, I cannot tell you. Well, you would know, or I don't know if maybe you blacked it out. But I mean, everything. I mean, forget about the plumbing. The heated floor didn't work. The tile on the floor was uneven and not evenly spaced the tile on the wall was wavy like i mean it's a flat wall it's a new house come on i mean i i can't tell you how many things went wrong um it, it just seemed massively incompetent and 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 you know the garbage in the house was building up they were throwing everything in our garage they were throwing it on our on our deck and i'm just trying to trust the process i'm trying to i'm thinking okay this is a proper renovation company and you know They'd impressed me mightily by showing me that they'd had, you know, a a renovation they did on the cover of Canadian House and Home. And I'm thinking, okay, they must be good. We have a contract. Just watching the incompetence, uh, you know, pieces went, they were so messy, right? There was boxes open everywhere. Something started to go missing and all kinds of things. A new fan cover went missing. A uh, pieces of, of, of taps went missing. Um, a, a, a light fixture, a part, an antique light fixture a, a very a small part of an antique light fixture went missing. 
And, you know, they had the nerve to accuse us, like basically said, well, you know, we can't control what happens in this house after we leave. And I'm like, you're actually accusing me of going in and rifling through plumbing fixtures and stealing pieces? Like, I guess you don't really realize, you know, it's kind of like the Stockholm. No, I guess it's not like the Stockholm syndrome, but like you're kind of so deep into it. You just think I'm going to be cooperative. I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to let that one roll off my back. I'm going to trust the process. But I know that, I mean, one kind of point where I, I did kind of lose it was, okay, a fan, a brand new fan cover had gone missing. So it had new fans installed in the bathrooms, a brand new fan cover. And they're looking at us like, yeah, well, it was there when last time we were here, it was there. Like, I don't know what you did with it. Well, when we had to pull off some of the wall to fix one of their leaks, guess what I found drywalled into the wall, into the joists, yeah. but a brand new fan cover completely in the plastic. Some, but one of their trades yeah. had just put in up the, the drywall with a brand new fan cut in there. Um, you know, it just, and that was the level of their incompetence. It was also the level of their failure to be accountable. So, you know, it, even although, as I said, it was our first grown up renovation with a proper contractor with their own trades and a proper contract, it was, you know, it, I could, can I tell another, another element that happened in that one? Or, or am I going on too long? Oh, Please do. So, <laughs> I have forgotten this. So one. here's another thing. Um, so we had a proper contract with payments at defined iterations, right? I and it shows shows how naive I was at the time. Okay, so he comes in and says, "Okay, we need you know our sixty five or eighty percent payment for substantial completion." I'm like, "You must be kidding me!" Because we have no usable bathroom. Like no bathroom has running water. No bathroom has a usable toilet. The only ba- like, and this was a bathroom and laundry room renovation. Like, how can it be substantially complete when I still cannot use a toilet? And the only bathroom we could use was the powder room that they clearly forgotten to demolish. I mean, the powder room was tucked away; it was part of the contract, but they'd forgotten to demolish it. And I mean, fortunately, it was still there. So, well, they, you know, the, the trades had to have somewhere to go to the bathroom, right? I mean, we were using the bathroom in the basement that wasn't part of it. So we had a family of five using a small bathroom in the basement. Um, so we had no usable bathroom except for the one they hadn't demolished. And here he is asking for subs- payment on substantial completion. I'm like, how is this substantial completion when I can't, I cannot run a tap in any of the bathrooms that you've touched, you know? Um, and we had an argument over the definition of substantial completion. And I mean, arguably, and because I was still trying to get along in the contractor world, uh, rough-ins and electrical rough-ins and plumbing rough-ins arguably equal substantial completion. And of course I was applying the dictionary word of substantial, which is I need to be. Yeah. Like I'd like to use the toilet and flush it. Right. Right. So even with with a contract that was well papered and, you know, there was misunderstandings. And so I would never use the comfort of a contract especially one that is a, I, I understand now is was a standard industry contract that was meant for to suit all types of renovations. I mean, I would never use a contract and th- I, this is coming from a lawyer I, as comfort. I mean, and to, to, that your renovation is going to go any better or any worse. Um, you know, and another thing that I've learned too, um, that also I learned a lot coming out of this, this one that we really was soul destroying. Honestly, it was absolutely soul destroying um, was that, I would read something into more into references. So he gave us, you know, I was kind of blown away by this cover on Canadian house and home. Wow. We must be good. Uh, Very professional around the contract. Um, But 
I, I asked for references and he gave me two references. One never called me back. And the other one was super lukewarm. And, you know, I kind of had a few questions to ask. I mean, I wasn't going to invade anybody's privacy, but I was going to, I had a few questions to ask. And the only thing the guy would commit to was he has good trades. And I remember talking to him and saying, well, he was pretty equivocal, but he did say his trades were really good. And that's really what matters, right? Like we kind of like clung to that one bit of good news. Yeah. Um, and I think in retrospect, we should have been a lot more wise about all the things that they were unwilling to make a positive statement on. And the oh, yeah. fact that the only other, uh, you the learn only as other you go. reference he gave me, you learn as you go. Right. And so, yeah. And also, yeah, I think we trusted the process too much. Like, there was, I mean, I just remember he had a litany of excuses how things got dragged out and dragged out, you know, like his, his people didn't bring the right tools. One guy didn't show up. The weather didn't suit them for that certain stage, you know, like the plumber, um, well, the plumber went on vacation, as you know, he went skiing in the Rockies. Um, you know, so it was, yeah, I, 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 one thing I learned out of that was to be a lot more cranky, like to be a lot more demanding as, as you saw, as I saw things not going well like the mess that was everywhere um and you know the other thing was we didn't know that you know that i think one partner the one that we knew better um was not communicating well with the other partner and the other partner believed that things were going better and um yeah i think there was a lot of stuff behind the yeah the scenes and, and they, i think yeah, like I said, and then like i mentioned they broke up Right. And I think there the too, we made job. a bit of a mistake where the one partner was a father at our children's school. And we thought for that reason, we had that comfort, right? Like why use something you don't know when you can use somebody, you know, and the, the, the irony out of that was, yeah, you know, he can meet with me every day, but first he was responsible for dropping his son off at school. Well, guess what? I was responsible for dropping my kids off at school too. And after that, I'm not available. I was in a very demanding job. I was in the middle of an acquisition. And my free time was before school, right? And that was his not free time because that's when he had his, he was responsible for his child. So basically we were at this impasse where we could never find a good, we had no good time to meet. Yeah, exactly. And then things just started falling through the cracks along the way. So anyway, Ali, I don't want people to get the impression that everything goes wrong in renovations. Things do go wrong during renovations. In the end, We've been really happy with all of the things that we've done, even though we've gone through all the growing pains uh, during them. And, you know, we're we're running out of time right now, but our current rent, well, the house we're living in right now, we had one more renovation done and we actually hired an architect um, and we, I think we did it right this time and we don't have time to get into that, but we hired an architect and who hired the contractor for us and, or gave us the choice of the contractor to use. There were some problems along the way that we can get into another time, but generally speaking, we're pretty happy with that. We are very, <laughs> I know you're laughing about, about the big window coming down in the middle of the night in the snowstorm. Okay, we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> that was scary, but oh, generally, please. let's talk yeah, no, about no, it. No. <laughs> we'll get into it. We're running out. But okay. generally speaking, we're really happy with the house that we have right now. Um, and and the, the, the last experience that we had and they're still around when things are not, you know, there are a couple of little uh, problems that have come up and the contractor, he has not disappeared and it's been three years later. And so he's really, really good. But right. just as we're ending here, a couple of little tips that you can give to people 
who are thinking of renovating. One of the one of them that you mentioned already was check the references. Very vigorous reference check with the people for starters. Um, payment schedules. It's good not to pay everything up front and to have a little bit held back until completion. And that helped us with that renovation where he gave us the bill and we said, no, 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 we, we don't believe that we have to pay this because we have to get everything minus mine. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can recommend to people? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just on the references again, like it's what you don't hear. Don't listen to what you're like. I would pay attention to the entire reference, not just seizing on the good things. I would say, don't try to be friends. Like uh, I think that not even not trying to be friends, but I think that like my, my experience is that if you keep this constant level of slight disapproval, you, they work harder to please you. Like, honestly, I feel like being flexible, accommodating, understanding. I think that totally worked against us. Like being mm -hmm. really good clients was never a good thing for us. You know, it just means they take advantage of you and they see an opening to, um, to take, to take advantage, to take more time, to, I honestly think that being ourselves, being, you know, our friendly selves was, is, is never a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think I, I would, I think, you know, if you are, if you show that you have a standard of a standard of quality, like whether it's this workspace is a mess or I see a gap in the tiling that you just put down, you need to voice your concerns right away so that they, I think it keeps them on their toes and be always critical, like slightly critical. Oh, that looks great. But like, don't be reluctant to point out what you don't like, because I think that that in, informs the person who's working for you what, what what you expect, and you're a little less likely to get Zoomed. It's a business for them, too. Yeah, sure. The other thing I think, Ali, too, is that people should ask, sorry, ask these contractors how many jobs they have on the go, because they'll be off on the other job sites sometimes, and then you'll be sitting around waiting for days for them to show up again. Honestly, I, I think they'll tell you whatever you think they want you to hear. Like we've blocked this time for you, then all of a sudden it'll be your fault be that they couldn't do it when, or, or there's plumber gets sick. Like, honestly, I'm not sure how helpful mm -hmm. that is, but I get, I think it does show that you're aware, Hey, you can't have three things going. I'm, I got an eye on you. If you know, if it's just me and somebody else, I should see you at least half the time. Um, another, another recommendation I would have is if you can have a project manager, like trying to be your own GC, whether you choose to do it or your, unfortunately, circumstances throw you into it. It's just not a great idea. I mean, we're not we're not trained or have the experience to manage multiple trades. We don't we don't know when something doesn't look quite right like that. You know, that outlet is installed upside down, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you can have a project manager, whether it's your designer, pay a bit more or a lot more to manage the project for you or your architect, which is what we did the last time to manage the project. So there's a go between, they can translate what you don't like into what will end up with results with the builder or the trade or the contractor, what it is. So I think it's really important to, if you can afford it, that's not the place to save money. If you can have a project manager, so you can voice your unhappiness or your concerns or what you see maybe developing that isn't great. You can voice it to them and they are your ally and they, they can help you keep things on track on it. So I'd really recommend a project manager of some kind, right? Whether it's your designer or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, that, so those would be my main recommendations. And move out if you can. 
right? If you can move out of the house, if you can, I think would, I mean, with Love It or Listed, that one went really, really smoothly, but they had really tight deadlines. We have lived through the other renovations. That shows the strength of our marriage, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, I don't know about if I have a recommendation on moving out. Like uh, one thing I would say is you absolutely have to be available at all times. Oh, like, that's right. Cause are, things do change. And there, yeah. I, I mean, as you see things developing, you're like, uh, yeah. Or, or you see, you want to add something or make a slight change, or you see that they're making what they think is a right decision. And it's really not like, um, you know, one small example is I wanted uh, outlets installed on our island in a very particular place. Um, and there were um, quarter quarter set outlets, um, electrical outlets. And the ones that I got didn't, well, and this is how, this is where you can't be your own GC. They didn't quite fit where under the overhang. So the contractor made a decision to put them in another place that was completely useless to me. Like, no, um, you know, we needed to work together to, to find a better solution. It was not help. So there. I think it's important to be there and to to make those small small decisions and and also to observe how how things are going. So I'm not sure about moving out. I mean, it does add a lot to the cost. Um, it's very disruptive for the family. Um, yeah. So I'm not. But if it's going to be a complete gut rental, yeah, you don't want to be there for that. But like for the, some of the things well, that we've done, like handy. yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything else before we wrap up there, Allie? No. I think that's all for now. I have so much more to tell. <laughs> well, maybe we're going to have to have you back. This is actually the longest podcast we've ever had. And it was you. So anyway, I want to really, really thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Um, how does it feel to be a part of it? Oh, it is great to see you at work. It's it's really great to be part of it. I've really missed you when you leave for work every day in this pandemic. <laughs> so, Okay. Well, thank you very much. And for all of you out there thinking of doing a renovation, Go do it, but just know that there could be a few obstacles and bumps along the way. Thanks yeah. very much, Alice. Oh, my pleasure. And that's our latest episode of Sold in the Six. And I'd like to thank my producers, Podcasts That Pop. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Sold in the Six and you'll start receiving new episodes automatically. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is DezInTheSix. That's six spelt with the number six, I-X, you know, the cool way. And I also have a website. Check that out. It's InTheSixRealEstate.com. If you have a story idea or just want to get in touch with me, feel free to email me at Des at DesmondBrown.ca. I'm Desmond Brown. Until next time.